Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blizzgo, Raicho, Dramin, Foster's now, Tan, Kenshi, Lee, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Natara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tri, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Garrus, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. And today we have a very special guest, actress, host, writer, street magician, artist, my friend, my muse, little stinker, Whitney Moore. <laughs> wow, little stinker, you got me. Yeah. True. It's a pretty good one. I feel like it's a it's a pretty good way to describe you. I feel like that's a component of your brand is being a little stinker. I am a little stinker, and you know, um, I also my friends like to call me a goblin, which I feel like is in the same vein. Same, the same. My Burning Man. I know some of you know about Burning Man names, and mine is Hot Goblin. And um, wow, who am I to to say no to that? It's a great nickname. Yeah. Hot Goblin. I feel like that's a good brand name, too. Like, if you were ever to open, like, a clothing line or, a, like, a fried chicken restaurant or one of those bad craft beers that have, like, really ugly art on the bottle <laughs> of, of like, like, fantasy art that would look a lot better, like, spray-painted on the side of a van, you could call it Hot Goblin. Honestly, dude? Okay, so we were talking about starting uh, Procreate. I've just been, like, doodling the past couple weeks, and I'm not good at it because I'm not... Uh, an artist agree to disagree because you've already shown me some of your work on there but go on well thank you but i feel like if i'm doing bad fantasy art i can just make it because i'm (laughs) oh yeah 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 there's no you can just do whatever you want for sure (laughs) can't wait listen we've got nothing but time in this quarantine so maybe i'll start brewing craft beer as well and uh yeah and my friends will love that and everyone will be excited about it i feel like that's got to be a really fun thing to do in a small living space is craft beer. <laughs> it's got a, a pungent aroma, um, you know, a lot of fermentation and bubbling. Honestly, Maybe in your closet, nothing, nothing adds zest to a relationship. Nothing adds zest to your life during a quarantine, like living in a studio apartment. I recommend it and to everybody. And home brewing beer. <laughs> and home brewing your own beer, your own bathtub hooch. I did. I did have a friend in college who uh, brewed beer in his closet. Was it good? <laughs> in his dorm, freshman year. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> I I, 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 w- like I did not touch it. It's a. It's a. Yeah. People like to joke about like, oh, my friend started brewing beer and it's gross. But I've never tried anybody's home brew, and so I feel like I'm prejudging it. Um, if- I have tried homebrew beer from a friend, uh, um, my buddy Phil, who used to work at Nerdist with me uh brewed brewed beer at home and it was really good well there we go breaking stereotypes it had some bite to it you know you could tell it was brewed at home 
It was nice. <laughs> it had that gym sock flavor. Yeah, it didn't taste like cold piss, like a Coors or uh That's my favorite. A, a Bud Light. Dude, that echelon of beers, uh, now we're getting really into it, but that, uh, like, the, the watery... <laughs> Welcome to Mortal Beer Cast. <laughs> the, the, like, really watery beers. Jesse and I yeah. like to call piss cold shits. <laughs> like, oh, can, you hand, can you hand me one of those piss cold shits? Jesus Christ. <laughs> And now, oh, oh and you'll say it next time you have like a one of those kinds of beers, and you'll be like, "Yeah, this fits." Yeah, hand me some of that cold, ice cold garbage that you have there. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, there's like a Coors brand ambassador listening to this, who's like, "Fuck Mortal Podcast, fuck Ben Meckler, I'm done with this show, I'm never listening again." Oh, I thought you were gonna say, "Hmm, a new branding idea, along oh. with bad fantasy art." Yeah, piss cold shit is a good name for an indie piss beer. cold shit. <laughs> Well, we're popping off here in the Mortal Podcast right away. Um, Whitney, before we start to talk about Mortal Kombat and before we talk about, you know, what knowledge you're bringing to the show and, and, and the character we're talking about today, um, there's a prompt I like to start every episode with. Uh, every season, the prompt changes, um, and it's usually based on the characters that are covered in that season. This is season three of Mortal Podcast. We're covering characters that were introduced in Mortal Kombat 3, and as you'll learn today when we start talking about uh, the character we're discussing, which is Sindel, uh, you'll see that the the one theme that recurs with every character that was introduced in Mortal Kombat 3 is the theme of reinvention. Mm. So I ask you, Whitney, has there been a time in your life that you've reinvented yourself? Yes, right now. I feel like Whoa. this this quarantine... On the show? Uh, in the moment, I am currently oh. undergoing a transformation. Um, for real, I do think that all this time spent at home, I have decided uh, how I want my life to look like and I, how I want to live. And that mostly includes spending a lot of money on a really fancy robe, um, which I'm Hell wearing yeah. now. And you can see, but the <laughs> audience can't see. And it, it truly oh, takes up half of my apartment. It's covered in feathers. Yeah. And I figured if I'm going to be spending time at home, I want to look like a, I, I want to look like a lady who just lives this burlesque robe life. And yeah. um, and it's working for me so far. The robe you're wearing screams glamour. It looks like you are a blanket and a person at the same time, but also a fancy lady at a ball. Yeah, I have to like I'll, I have to show you like the whole thing at some point because you can just get like the top half of yeah, it. Yeah, you're it, only getting. I feel like I'm looking at ten percent of this robe. It looks like Jesse's gonna die mysteriously, and I have like a fainting chair. Wow. Yeah. To be clear, by the way, for the listeners, uh, we are zooming while <laughs> while we're recording so that we can see each other's faces. Yeah, it's important. And robes. <laughs> I'm not wearing a robe. I, sh- I kind of wish that I was. Get a robe. Get a robe like this. I'll send you a link. They're expensive. Okay. Um, I feel like I could. I could rock it. You could. Honestly, it makes. It has improved my self isolation a thousand percent. Because I feel like mm. you know, it's it's all about the small creature comforts in your day to day that make you not want to like look at the news or cry a lot. And so instead of crying, just buy a robe. Just buy a robe. My, have you had any like new comfort habit? I mean, I guess the the robe is the new comfort habit for you. I feel like my version of the robe is I was never like a eat ice cream at home person. I didn't like keep ice cream in the house, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, probably from like day five of quarantine, and I'm, I'm on day like 35 now, 
Um, I have had I have had ice cream in the freezer, and I enjoy two bites around lunchtime every day. Wow, what a treat! What a restrained <laughs> that's, treat. That's my little treat. Well, I mean, I some days I'll be like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm taking this ice cream to the couch. But usually it's like eaten in front of the freezer door, out of the tub, Ooh. with a spoon. I, yeah, I feel like my my most recent go tos in that department have been um, mug cakes and aperol spritzes. Which also, like, oh, Aperol yeah. Spritz and this robe, like, this is, I'm curating an aesthetic for myself. You're traveling back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm becoming. And possibly to Palm Springs. Yeah, I'm, I'm astral projecting my way to Palm Springs. <laughs> I, it's working. Yeah, I feel like the more, the more like, in-theme beverages and, and foods, mug cakes are, are kind of of a different class, but, you know, it's all working for me. This is all working for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's visibly working for you. We all got to find the thing that works for us. As I discussed on the previous podcast uh, recorded during quarantine with Anthony Carboni, my, uh, I've, I've like fully transitioned my entire personality to just being a board game guy, which I was not before. Wow. I owned like zero board games, maybe one, but like uh, have become obsessed with them because it's a thing I can do with Kirby. We're home together all day. We need activities we can do together that are fun uh, and not, um, you know, just Animal Crossing. <laughs> so, <laughs> what board uh, games are you yeah. playing? Oh man, I have so many. Uh, shout out to Hive, Santorini, um, the Quacks of Quedlinburg is the new one, and I'm extremely obsessed with it. I I want to just be playing it right now and all the time. Um, Root, which I've now dragged many of my other friends into being obsessed with, and I made a bunch of my friends get tabletop simulators so that they could play it with me online wow. from our houses. I don't really know much about board games. I um, This is something that is... God, I took a, like, a psychology test forever ago, like two years ago. Um, to see if you were a board game person? one thing that it told me about myself was that I hate directions and rules, um, oh. which I didn't really need a test to figure out. But also when I tell people that, yeah. it feels like I'm like <laughs> trying to be an edgelord, like, I don't like rules. But it really becomes a problem when I try to play board games because I need to have rules explained to me like several times because they go over yeah. my head the first time and I, I don't listen to them. Um, so if you have any board games that have easy to understand rules... Just let me know. No, I've only been getting complicated ones as Kirby can test because she also doesn't like to hear rules. So <laughs> I have to spend like a few days teaching myself every detail about the game so that we can just start playing. And then I can tell her how it works while we play. And then usually this has happened a few times, like a third of the way through the game. Because Kirby's getting the rules a second or third time, she wants to start over because she's like, well, I would have done things differently and I'd be winning by even more. Uh, <laughs> if it, So we're starting over now. <laughs> Kirby, she learns by doing just like me. And so maybe I'll make Jesse learn the rules and then we'll have the yeah. same dynamic. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, there's a similar dynamic there. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, a great reinvention tale. I think, you know, to a certain extent, we're all going through one, uh, and, and I'm glad that you've found your iconic robe, which will certainly change the course of your life. Yeah. Uh, in the midst of, of a difficult time, you know? Um, so Whatever helps get ado, you by, whether it's two bites of ice cream or a very expensive marabou trimmed robe. Yeah. Wait, mar what's a marabou Marabou trim? are these feathers. That okay, so that's you. interesting because when I was in uh, 
Uganda, I found out that their national bird is called the marabou stork. Um, oh my god! And I'm curious if the name has anything to do. I mean, those feathers don't look anything like a okay, marabou good. stork. I was gonna if you Google, say it would be if you so Google sad. the marabou stork, they're crazy looking. Um, I'm gonna do that. Actually, right you know now. what? It's not the national bird. It was the one that uh, I saw everywhere that scared the shit out of me, because they are horrifying creatures. Um, oh no! Oh yeah, no! Their their heads look like they're melting. Yeah, and, they look like burn um, victims. Sorry. Yeah, they they look like they were just rescued from a fire a little bit too late. Yeah. Wow. Um, and also, what you can't really tell by looking at the pictures is that they're like four and a half feet tall. <laughs> so. What the? Those are. Sometimes you see a bird and you're just like, "That's a dinosaur." Oh my. God. Yeah, yeah, that's like fully a dinosaur. But like, I would be, I'd be like walking around. We'd stop somewhere to eat, and uh, we'd like sit down and be having a nice picnic. And then all of a sudden, this bird, just like a 10-foot wingspan, would, like, float down and land uh, and be, you know, almost as tall as my wife. Dude, yeah. And look hideous and terrifying. Their beaks are gigantic, too. This this one picture that I just texted you of this stork looks like Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I'm looking at this photo, (laughs) and I have to agree that it does look like Bernie Sanders. Um, Bernie. Which is funny, because I also uh, brought up Marabou Storks the other day uh, in the Zoom room for the show I'm working on, and uh, Chris Amick, uh, former guest of the show, my writing partner, pulled up this exact same photo and said, this looks like Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Marabou Storks. Uh, You are disgusting, um, and only one of you is okay looking and happens to look like Bernie Sanders. (laughs) That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, this isn't Marabou podcast. This is Mortal podcast. Let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> so, Whitney, uh, we've talked about Mortal Kombat before. I'm fairly certain we've played Mortal Kombat before, but I am curious, how much do you know about the lore of Mortal Kombat? I know nothing about the lore. The, the most I played Excellent. Mortal Kombat was in my arcade days, which were in high school and then now had a resurgence with the invention of the barcade. Um, yes. And I played the arcade games um, and was familiar with, like, you know, the, the main players, the main people, but uh, have never... Yeah, name, name them. Uh, Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sub-Zero. <laughs> and... Oh, yeah? You know the main characters named name five of them? Uh, I... Name five of their best albums. Dude... I actually really can't. I know that you're being funny, but no, like I, I am, I am now at a total loss. Sub Zero is the Iceman, right? Well, what'll happen is I'll name. Yeah, he is. Which makes and what's sense. What's the one that goes? Um, get what if over it was here? like no Sub Zero? He's the fire guy. <laughs> uh, get over here, is Scorpion. Yes, yeah, Scorpion. N- neither of them will come up today. I have an embarrassing story about that um, because I texted a boy that I had a crush on, like probably seven or eight years ago. Uh, and mm-hmm. I wanted him to come over, and I texted him, get over here, but I think that I texted him a picture of Sub-Zero and not the other one. <laughs> and but it- that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking fake nerd. Yeah. I mean, look, that would have worked for me. I think that's great. <laughs> get over here, Sub-Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, not not knowledgeable about the lore at sure. all. And I'm, you know, eager to learn. Well, Guess what? You're about to. Hell yeah. Um, we're Should talking I... about sin. Where, what was? It? Where are you? Saying? Should I look up a picture of of our guest of, of Sindel? Of Sindel. 
Yeah, I think that could help. Why don't you Goog, since we're both at our computers by yes. default, why don't you Goog uh, Sindel? Um, oh, wow. But, uh, and, yeah, she's cool. She's Sindel, hot. Sindel is hot. She's, uh, she's awesome. She's like a banshee queen, usually is in some form of undeadness. Um, but before we specifically start talking about Sindel, I think just to give you a helpful base of knowledge, we could just really quickly sum up, um, you know, Mortal Kombat lore as a whole. Uh, so just real quick, let's rewind back to um, the dawn of time. Um, <laughs> there was, <laughs> there was, the one being, uh, you know, basically God, uh, just floating in nothingness, and the one being was like, I want to make some shit. So the one being created the elder gods um, who were, you know, basically like a pantheon of gods that would be able to rule over uh, concepts like, or rule over sort of just like the world as like dignitaries of the one being space, emptiness, nothingness. And then he also created these beings called the Titans that would kind of rule over the more metaphysical concepts of like time and, um, I don't know. There's probably like the one metaphysical one. Physics? Metaphysics. There was probably a tie into <laughs> metaphysics. It's really hard to come up with another example once you go with time. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, space, geometry. Anyway, so there were the titans. There were the elder gods. There's the one being. And one day the elder gods got sick of having uh, any kind of creature that they had to be beholden to. You know, in classic god fashion, they were like, we're elder gods. Why do we have anyone above us? Yeah, no rules. So they, they, yeah, rules are for dweebs. So they uh, made these weapons called Kamidogu daggers, and they hacked the one god into millions of pieces. Whoa. Just sliced that dude up uh, into millions of pieces. And those pieces... Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> those pieces became the realms. Realms like Earth Realm, which oh. would be the entire universe as we know it. Uh, realms like Outworld, um, realms like Edenia. These are all names that will have more meaning for you in a moment. But basically, dimensions. So there are, in the world of Mortal Kombat, millions of dimensions. And each of those dimensions are just pieces of God, I guess you'd say. Wow. Um, and there's a pantheon of elder gods that preside over these dimensions. And then they kind of made, like, little gods, like their their children, I guess you'd say, uh, <laughs> to go and kind of be, each one gets to be the boss of uh, one of these dimensions. So, like, we got this dude named Raiden, who was kind of in charge of protecting Earthrealm. Um, Edenia had this guy named Argus. Outworld had this guy named Shao Kahn. Um, and so the and reason the Elder friends? Gods... Uh, they kind of like don't interact with each other, or at least they're not really supposed to, um, except kind of the reason that they got created is as soon as the elder gods hacked up the, uh, the one being and made all these different realms, um, immediately life started springing up in these realms, you know, which is what the elder gods wanted. They wanted beings to rule over. And, uh, as soon as life developed as, as life is wont to do, uh, wars began, and eventually the realms started finding out about other realms, and then they would try to go to war with each other and try to conquer each other and merge the realms. So they would have like an expanded domain. And um, in a small scale way, you could look at it as like, oh yeah, of course, like Alexander the Great wanted to conquer the whole planet. Like that's what people love to do; they love to conquer. But in like a bigger scale, it was the one being wanting to be put back together again. 
in a way where like humans could never even con- conceive of that being what's going on. That like our dimension wants to be joined with other dimensions and is influencing us to start wars over it. But Dang. that's kind of like Mortal Kombat. That so sounds, their solution. Uh, that sounds hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot to take in. I noticed uh, looking at you over Zoom that you've got a nosebleed right now. Um, just trying to think about it. Um, and uh, and so the Elder Gods, they were like, all right, well, we can't let these realms merge because then the one being will come back and he's going to be super pissed at us. So we need to find a, a, a nice, simple way to stop these realms from merging. And they were like, all right, easy solution. We'll just make a rule. If you want to merge with another realm, you have to beat them in 10 fighting tournaments in a row. Why 10? Nice round number. It seems pretty arbitrary. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and anyway, that was the Mortal Kombat tournament. And so the little gods like Raiden and, and Shao Kahn and Argus, their job was basically to like designate people to fight in these tournaments if the realm ever got attacked and like be basically the coach of the team to make sure that like the defenders of the realm were ready if if there ever was a threat okay so that's like the just the base of like what's the mortal Kombat tournament what's mortal Kombat about like what's the world it's set in um so can i ask a question let's talk yes please was all of this lore built in already when mortal Kombat the game was invented or was that added in later so i actually had uh, one of the creators of Mortal Kombat on the show, Whoa. and I and I asked him about how much of the lore was in there from the beginning and how much of it was like slowly laid in, because everything we're going to talk about today is kind of a mashup of stuff that was there from the beginning, stuff that was put in by other writers, like after he left the franchise, John Tobias, and like a lot of people have had their hands on Mortal Kombat, so it's kind of like a, a mishmash at this point. The story that I'll be telling you, at least. That said, um. A lot of this was actually in the first game. Wow. Um, because I think, at least the way that John uh, Tobias told it, like, kung fu movies, which are the obvious, like, inspiration for at least the first Mortal Kombat game, which is a lot, like, simpler. It's less, like, sci-fi and fantasy. It's more just, like, light fantasy, mostly martial arts. Um, it was as inspired by, like, Shabro's, like, kung fu movies and, like, Sui Hark movies as it was by... Uh, like Star Wars. Like the oh. idea was always to have sort of a hint or many hints at like a larger world beyond. And um, they made three games like pretty quickly in a row um, when the franchise first started. And a lot of the stuff, most of the stuff we're going to talk about today was in those first three games. Wow. So, and, like, and that was like before they had story modes in these games and like cut scenes. This okay, is like when all the question. story was, yeah. Uh, I know that you and our our good mutual friend Steve recently watched the Mortal Kombat movie, which I yes. also watched for the first time very recently. I didn't yeah. understand that movie, and I didn't follow at it at all. Um, <laughs> I well, they talk about a lot of rules. So there was I a lot of rules in it, uh, and I was pretty high when I watched it, and so that could have contributed mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, is is that like pretty in does that follow like the canon that you're talking about or is that its own thing? Yeah, it's mostly it's mostly there. Okay. There's a few things that they changed and shifted around, but it's pretty close. It has yeah. very cool effects. I did like that movie. I enjoyed the experience. I 
love the Goro puppet in that movie so much. He's great. It's the coolest <laughs> puppet ever. Oh my god, and it aged so well. But like the animation on the face is so good. The four arms really work. I love it. Yeah, I can see why all of my friends love this movie, and and yeah. I loved it too. I just uh, it didn't really it didn't really educate me because I was too no. I was too floored by the CG. Yeah, it's there's a lot to take in. I actually said like while we were watching it, and then I w- I watched the new anime Mortal Kombat movie that just came out last oh. weekend, um, with the Mortal Podcast uh, patrons. And uh, both of those movies, I'm like, does this make any sense to anyone who doesn't <laughs> like know at least a little bit about the story? So I guess that answers the question. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> um, still fun. Uh, so um, one last thing to know before we talk about Sindel is uh, a specific thing that happened when the Mortal Kombat tournament got introduced uh, the god who was supposed to be protecting Outworld, this guy named Shao Kahn, mm-hmm. he decided, mm, I'd rather just rule this realm and then go conquer the other realms myself. So imagine him as someone who is very influenced by like the one being. So he uh, took over his own realm. Climate change took hold. It went from being this like beautiful, lush, foresty realm to uh, Outworld turned into like a fucking desert wasteland, like sci-fi fantasy Mad Max, like purple skies. Bleak deserts, dragons, and shit. That, that guy and, is, uh, sounds like kind of a jerk. That sounds like some fuckboy shit. He's a, he's real mean. Um, <laughs> and so he then started like conquering other realms, like taking them on in tournaments and just decimating them and then kind of absorbing them into Outworld. So Outworld, by the time Sindel's story kind of begins, has already um, consumed like a vampire realm, like a lizard people realm, like all these other realms. So now it's like a a melting pot of subjugated monsters and creatures uh, and people of all kinds. Cool. Living in like a desolate wasteland under the rule of like a horrible conqueror. It sounds like Thrashtopia. Yeah, it sounds a lot like our show Thrashtopia, which obviously this was a huge (laughs) influence uh, on me (laughs) for that. Uh, So... Uh, let's talk about Sindel. Sindel, I just have to say, uh, her name sounds like the name of, like, a pharmaceutical tech company. Yes. Sindel Systems. But she looks banging. I'm looking at a lot of pictures of her. And there's a lot of different artist renditions, but she's hot in all of them. Yeah, one thing that they try to keep consistent with Sindel is that she's a hot mom. (laughs) She's Um, a mom? Let's talk. Yes. Well, let, let me tell you a little about a little about Sindel. Uh, okay. I mentioned the realm of Edenia earlier. Yes. Um, so Edenia is, uh, as its namesake might imply, it's like Eden. It's beautiful. It's idyllic. Uh, there are waterfalls and lush mountains. Everybody's hot and live. they live for like thousands and thousands of years. People can do magic. But it's just like a, a wonderful, happy society. Um, and Sindel is the queen. Wow. She is the queen of Edenia. She's married to King Jared. Uh, she has a daughter named Katana. Oh, and I know Katana. She's, uh, yes, of course. You know, there's, there's going to be these names popping up, and you're going to be like, oh, okay, well, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> one of the but three. Yeah, that Katana, Sindel's daughter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everyone here is just, you know, they got magic, they're super strong, they're gorgeous and cool. Um, Sindel in particular is able to do cool banshee shit. Like she can scream at a high pitch and like shatter people's bones. And she Ah. can also fly, uh, using, using her banshee powers. 
I think I'm understanding um, why unlike... you picked her for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's very metal. Yeah. She's pretty metal. Um, and also just I know that you love to fly and scream. I do. Um, Those are the two things. So... Those were, that's my real transformation, this quarantine. I've been yeah. flying around and screaming. <laughs> yeah. Who among us? Um, and so... Uh, you know, she's just enjoying her, her life in Edenia with her husband, the king, and her daughter, Princess Katana, until the day that Shao Kahn shows up. Mm. And he says, I'm from Outworld, and we challenge you to a Mortal Kombat tournament. Oh. And uh, Edenia has no choice but to accept. And they enter the tournament, and Outworld wins. And then they say, do it again, and Outworld wins. And eventually, Outworld wins 10 tournaments. Oh, and shit, Edenia that's the number. is forcibly, that's the fucking magic number. <laughs> and so Edenia is forcibly merged with Outworld. Shao Kahn murders King Jared, straight up slices his head off. Wow. And says to Sindel, I'll make you a choice. You can marry me and be my queen, or oh. you can die like the others. Wow. And Sindel, yeah. And Sindel, you know, wanting to protect herself and also wanting to protect her daughter, says, okay, I'll marry you. But as soon as she does marry Shao Kahn, she finds out that he has already subjugated many more realms and has plans to do, uh, to do this again, over and over again, to, to create the horror show that he's created in Edenia in many more realms. So now, Sindel is he the type decides... Of guy, like, does he have a wife for every realm that he's conquered, or is it just no. Sindel? Wow. No, he, he eyeballed Sindel and was like, mm-hmm, that's this for me. the one that I'm going to make me be my wife. Yeah. To be fair, as far as we know, the other realms that he's conquered, uh, no one's been, like, humanoid. Like, oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that he was like, hmm, a big, beefy, four-armed dragon lady, huh? Why not? Yep, that's for me. If you're conquering me. the universe, you might you got to have a dragon wife and a Sindel yeah. wife. Yeah, you might as well try all... 31 flavors how many does baskin <laughs> robbins have um yeah so uh sindel sees that that's what shao Kahn is planning and is too horror struck by the idea of this happening to even more people and so she decides to do something drastic she kills herself <gasps> whoa and yeah uh but in the process uh places a magic ward protecting uh, Shao Kahn's next target, Earthrealm. So, centuries pass. Uh, I think something like at least 500 years, possibly more. Uh, years in which Shao Kahn is attempting to conquer Earthrealm in much the same way that he conquered Edenia. Mm -hmm. um, in that time, he has you know he'll get up to like nine tournaments and then he'll lose and then he'll get up to like nine tournaments and then he'll lose and it's getting very frustrating for him he's he's livid um <laughs> along that time he's also been raising katana who's still alive as his own daughter she has no idea uh she does not remember her mom she does not remember edenia she does not remember a life before uh she was raised as shao khan's daughter mm -hmm. and uh shao khan is in addition to making her act as his daughter, making her act as his like personal assassin. He's having her trained to be like a killer. I think that's really more what he's invested in is the idea of uh, being able to train someone from birth to be the perfect assassin to be his bodyguard. Cool. Uh, and he's also having her childhood best friend Jade 
um, not necessarily racist as his daughter, but also trained to be uh, his bodyguard. And so Katana has no idea, like, her origins. Um, she's just fighting in these tournaments and protecting Shao Kahn. Um, and uh, eventually, after losing uh, the 10th tournament for, like, the third time in a row, <laughs> Shao Kahn gets frustrated and says, fuck this, I'm going to come up with a new plan. I need a new way that I can conquer Earthrealm. The tournament thing's not working. So he has a sorcerer, uh, Shang Tsung, who you may remember from the Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. Yes, I do remember. <laughs> uh, he has he has Shang Tsung drag Sindel's fucking skeleton, um, decomposed body, over to Earthrealm, where Shao Kahn is technically not allowed to even go unless he wins 10 tournaments. Um, he drags Sindel's body to Earthrealm, the sorcerer. He resurrects Sindel in Earthrealm. And because Sindel is legally his wife and thus the queen of Outworld, even in mm -hmm. death, uh, the whole system the Elder Gods created basically collapses because she's not supposed to be allowed to be in Earthrealm, but she's been resurrected there. And it's like a Trojan uh, Sindel. So Whoa. immediately... <laughs> Uh, the whole system collapses, portals open up all over Earthrealm, souls start getting sucked out of people's bodies, and their, their whole bodies disappear. Um, dragons and centaurs and shit sent by Shao Kahn start pouring into Earthrealm. And amidst all of this, uh, Sindel is resurrected, but not as herself, really. She's resurrected as uh, a revenant, basically an undead being of pure hate who is mind-controlled by Shao Kahn. Whoa. Wait, so all of this is in the games? Yeah. Dang, I gotta go back and play these games. <laughs> if you want to like really play through this storyline, uh, you should play... Um, well, most of the stuff I just told you is not covered in any of the games. It's all like backstory. Um, now we're into Mortal Kombat 3, but if you play uh, if you play Mortal Kombat 9, like the reboot from 2011, um, you can play through the story mode that covers like this stuff, the invasion, and Sindel's resurrection. Cool. Um, but that's a whole other timeline. We'll get there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sindel's resurrected as a mind-controlled zombie, and uh, Shao Kahn reinstates her as his queen. And he places her at the head of his death squads, uh, which are literally like squads of monsters that are sent through Earthrealm, like through fucking New York and uh, Omaha, like hunting down the defenders of the realm, of Earthrealm, like Earth's chosen warriors to try to murder them all so Shao Kahn can just finish his like conquering of Earthrealm. Damn. Um, and right around this time, Kitana, who, you know, has been working for Shao Kahn, who's been his daughter, she finds out her true heritage. She and Katana's finds like out, Dick Grayson at this point. Like she's been full blown raised to be an assassin like this whole time, right? Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. And as far as she knows, like she's from Outworld, Shao Kahn's her dad. These are his missions, so she's gonna follow through, even though she's kind of a good person. Um she might not agree ideologically, but she's she's gonna help her dad out. She loves her dad. But then she finds out around this time that everything she's been raised to believe is a lie. 
With the help of her best friend and with uh, one of Earth's chosen warriors who she really wants to bang, this guy named Liu Kang, who you may also remember from the Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, um, yes? He was the main character. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I said the wrong, I said the wrong, uh, Dick, I said Dick Grayson and I meant to say Damian Wayne. Sorry, nerds. Damien Dude, Wayne was the one you're that was raised fired to be an assassin. from DC. Oh no, don't let my bosses hear. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Dick Grayson was also trained to be an assassin just like by Batman. It's true. It's just the you reminded me of it because Damien was was raised to kill Batman by oh, Talia right. Talia Al Ghul, who she fucked Batman and then had his child and then was like you're going to grow up to kill your dad. Um, and Tales that didn't work time. out. But uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Different fandom. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, there wasn't Mortal Kombat DC crossover game, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of crossover. I mean, I yeah. like both. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anywho, Katana's like, wait, my dad's not my dad? And she's really <laughs> upset about it. And at the same time, sees her mom, who she's never, well, as far as she can remember, never met resurrected and turned into an undead killing machine zombie um and she's like this is fucked up uh so sindel's you know going around screaming banshee stuff and like ripping people's arms and legs off and palling around with like uh demons and and centaurs and all of a sudden katana shows up and says sindel i know you're in there you're my mom uh i learned the truth we're from another realm shao khan is bad and with the power of love, and I think also she beats her mom up, she manages to <laughs> convince Sindel. She manages to reach the real Sindel, the soul that is still inside of Sindel. Uh, Mortal Kombat is a lot of soul stuff. Um, she contacts her mom's soul, and, and Sindel is basically freed. How do and, you contact somebody's soul? Uh, you know, just like saying nice stuff. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start practicing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, just give it a shot. She's like, Mom, I love you, and you're a good mom, and um, you're not a banshee demon. You're a banshee queen and a wow. mom. And a banshee mom. I mean, in these days of social distancing, I feel like we should all practice soul contact. Just yeah. saying nice things about your friend out loud and seeing if they got your message. Or just text them. We could all make more of an effort to contact each other's souls and then possibly... <laughs> reach out and make sure that our friends know uh, that they're not um, undead killing machines. They're also moms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sindel is free. She's like, oh, fuck, this is horrible. How many years have I been dead? A thousand? Oh, God. Oh, no. um, okay. Well, she decides she's going uh, to team up with her daughter and with Earth's warriors and help to defeat Shao Kahn once and for all. Um, and they succeed uh, with the power of Katana and her Earthrealm boyfriend, Liu Kang, and uh, guys like Sub-Zero and Raiden. They all team up, they defeat Shao Kahn, and Sindel accomplishes what she couldn't accomplish um, with her kingdom you know, a thousand years ago, uh, which is stopping Shao Kahn's campaign to conquer the realm. And uh, that's it. Shao Kahn fucks off once and for all, and Katana and Sindel manage to free Adenia so they can rule together as they were always meant to. So Shao Kahn is like the big bad villain of Mortal Kombat. 
He's the big bad villain of Mortal Kombat 1 through 3. And, and maybe and more. Sindel is the one to to banish him and the one to beat him. Well, arguably Luke Kang is, but you're hearing this story from Sindel's perspective, and she definitely um, was a key member in defeating Shao Kahn. I don't think that if, if Kitana had not freed Sindel, um, I don't know they would have been able to turn the tide. I feel like Sindel's role in over in overthrowing him. I listen. This is very new information to me, but I have already formed an opinion, and yeah. it is that she didn't get enough credit because she's a woman. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is classic. You know, Liu Kang was like, "Oh, I'm the guy who punched through uh, Shao Kahn's heart and ripped it out of his chest and had and sent his body hurtling back to Outworld." Um, it's all thanks to me. And meanwhile, Sindel was like, I mean, I literally sacrificed my life to protect your realm to buy you enough time to do this in the first place. But sure, fuck, yeah. fucking congratulations, Liu Kang. <laughs> Man. I let my daughter be raised by a madman so I could protect your realm. But no, go off. <laughs> Yay, Liu Kang. You fucking did it, dude. Enjoy sleeping with my daughter, asshole. Sounds right. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so congratulations, Sindel. You did it. You're once more the queen of uh, liberated Edenia. These people who spent generations living in Outworld who didn't even know that they were Edenians are able to now go back to their realm and, and see what that's like. And she gets to rule with Katana at her side, and Jade gets to be a part of the royal court, and Katana's so happy, and everything's great. Except oh, no. there is a traitor among them oh no yeah an edenian named tanya uh is basically satanic and she contacts a fallen elder god this guy named shinnok who's wow, basically the, hot too she oh they're all hot edenians <laughs> are hot just and also anyone in mortal Kombat is hot that's true um tanya is like uh, she worships a fallen elder god named Shinnok. Cool. He's an elder god who, who turned on the other elder gods, you know, billions, zillion years ago. And so they banished him to the nether realm, which is uh, basically hell, but if hell was just a whole dimension. Cool. So it's like, there's just like people who live there and like Oni, <laughs> like demons and stuff. It's just like, well, what if hell, instead of being the afterlife, is just like another dimension? And we think of it as the afterlife because uh, there are necromancers there that love to steal souls and trap them there. So it does kind of suck there. Um, depending on who you're hanging out with, yeah. I mean, it, I guess it's also like what you're into because there's a lot of Onis that I think love living there because um, okay. they like lava and spires and skulls and yeah. like evil shit. I mean, you would like the Nether Realm. I think that I would. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, so Shinnok has been talking to Tanya and she helps him by opening a portal and allowing him to lead the armies of the Nether Realm into New Edenia. Uh, it's new N with a U with an umlaut. Um, into uh, into like new metal. Yeah, like new metal. <laughs> <laughs> Shinnok is able to lead uh, all these demons into uh, Edenia and wage yet another fucking invasion. <laughs> That's Sorry, Sindel. real quick, did they bring a DJ into New Denia to make it new? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And he was like rapping behind Shinnok while Shinnok was like it. wailing you gotta, some. You gotta earn that shit. umlaut. Yeah. <laughs> it, the umlaut doesn't come free. Um, and so, uh, you know, poor fucking Sindel, as soon as she's got Adenya back up and running, all of a sudden has yet another invasion from a realm she probably hadn't had to think about at all, didn't even know was waiting in the wings for Shao Kahn to be done with his campaign so they could strike while Adenia was still kind of weak. Mm. And so uh, Shinnok invades, Sindel fights off uh, the forces, but only long enough for Katana to escape so she can go warn Earthrealm because Sindel knows like we need people to help fight. Like we, we're not strong enough yet to, to fight off Shinnok. Mm -hmm. And so Sindel winds up getting imprisoned by Shinnok and his forces um, while Katana goes and contacts her boyfriend Liu Kang and Earthrealm and all of his friends and says, hey, we got to defeat Shinnok. Um, and they do. They unite a few different uh, races from a few different realms uh, to, to defeat Shinnok. Um, and uh, what's actually kind of cool is Katana like goes and, and basically unites a bunch of the races that Shao Kahn had enslaved in the first place in Outworld and like brings them together for the first time and like cool. yeah and they go and they fight Shinnok's people and they win and uh, yay Sindel is freed so we get a few right. more years of peace <laughs> where Adenia is getting its mojo back um, until <laughs> oh no until Shao Kahn who's still kicking out there in Outworld and has been trying to regain his strength and trying to recruit people once more basically with fear by saying like you know I'm gonna come back you might as well pledge yourself to me now uh, oh my god and so he leave Sindel alone leave her alone just let her be happy please <laughs> Please. Please. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, Shao Kahn tries once again to wage war with Adenia, and uh, he starts shattering these outworld alliances that Katana and Sindel had, had worked so hard to form, creating, like, a civil war in Outworld where Katana and Sindel are basically like, I guess we're going to Outworld to help in this civil war to stop Shao Kahn from getting strong again. Um, and it's all dumb bullshit. Katana and Sindel are absolutely like wiping the like mopping the floor with with Shao Kahn. Um, he's not strong enough to make a comeback. Um, but in a weird left turn, all of a sudden they get word that Shao Kahn has been murdered. What? <laughs> uh, do you remember that sorcerer Shang Tsung who had resurrected Sindel way back when? Yeah. He teams up with another sorcerer, basically like Shinnok's Shang Tsung, this guy named Quan Chi, who's just like Shinnok's right-hand man. He and Shang Tsung got together and were like, why do we have bosses in classic Mortal Kombat fashion? <laughs> and they decided to kill the bosses. So Dude. they teamed up and formed a deadly alliance. <laughs> I know that, I know that, like, I know that that's bad, but um, why do we have bosses is a very legitimate line of thought yeah right now i think probably we're all thinking about forming a deadly alliance <laughs> and so honestly like shang Tsung and quan chi i get it so yeah they, they straight up snapped shao khan's neck Whoa. Um, then they went to earth realm and they snapped lu kang's neck lu so kang? lu kang's yeah 
So Liu Kang, who's gotten him out of all these scrapes so far, wow. is dead. Kitana cool. is crushed. And oh, because she thinks that's that's dad, right? Still? No, no. Liu, Liu Kang is is her BF, her her BF, her boyfriend. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't care about Shao Kahn. She's like, oh great, Shao Kahn's dead. Fuck yes. that guy. Okay, but um, that's her. That's her man. Yeah, but Liu Kang, she's like my boyfriend. Yeah. Um, Dang. And uh, yeah, and Sindel is devastated to see her her daughter uh, crushed after they've had this time of peace. Happy mm-hmm. that the war with Shao Kahn is over, but concerned about what this deadly alliance is planning because nobody knows like what they want. They just see like oh they're strategically taking out all these like major players. Mm. So Katana leaves to go to Earthrealm. And Sindel's like, I'll take care of Hidenia. You go tend to Liu Kang and like see if you can get some revenge. And then Sindel gets horrible news. Oh no. The Deadly Alliance murdered Katana. <gasps> what? Katana they murdered, dies? They murdered Katana and pretty much all of Earthrealm's warriors. They accomplished something Shao Kahn couldn't accomplish. Because when the worker rises, the worker is strong. <laughs> 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 but um damn that sucks but yeah uh and then to complicate things further since so sindel gets the news in this order katana's dead and all of Earthrealm's warriors are dead too oh no it was the deadly alliance <gasps> but also the deadly alliance are dead <laughs> yeah everybody's dead <laughs> yeah because the deadly alliance accidentally resurrected uh this guy named the dragon king onaga he, there are so many characters <laughs> in this story. <laughs> Sindel's story crisscrosses so many fucking characters. It's it's like one of the harder ones to follow. It's. I'm glad that you're explaining it to me because I feel like if I, again, with the directions thing, if I were to try to like play through this game, I, I would not absorb any of this story. <laughs> well, to be fair, you know, you get like 27 years to 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 process it it's it's spaced mm. out over a long time okay this is you're getting a full 11 video games of story ah uh, okay so good. yeah that makes me yeah, feel better yeah. and, and we're <laughs> up to this is the seventh game i think so wow. dang yeah. so much yeah, more story so, there's a lot and this is just sindel's perspective there's a lot of other wow. stuff happening <laughs> um anywho sindel gets the news that her daughter's dead that all of Earthrealm's warriors are dead, and then the people who killed them got killed by this guy called the Dragon King Onaga that she's never even heard of because he was the emperor of Outworld that Shao Kahn murdered in the first place when he first said, I don't want to be the god of Outworld, I want to be the emperor of Outworld. Whoa. So this is a dude who's like pre-Shao Kahn. He was like, uh, he was a very fearsome king of Outworld because he could resurrect uh entire armies at once so he had an unkillable army wow and now that's what he's doing with katana and Liu Kang and all of Earthrealm's warriors he's basically you know all of these the deadly alliance kind of did his work for him and that they killed all of these warriors then he was resurrected killed them and was like now i have an unkillable army of the most powerful warriors that ever lived damn and I mean, his plan is yeah, it's really smart. He's a good uh, tactician. He's also a two-legged dragon man <laughs> who weighs like 2,000 pounds. Cool. Um, probably more. And, uh, and so he, 
he has a plan which is even bigger than Shao Kahn's. He wants to conquer all of the realms, and then he wants to become the one being. He Whoa. doesn't even want to rule the realms. He wants to like become like a celestial being and rule all of existence. Whoa. Okay, so yeah, I have it, to say that Jesse and I, I just watched Akira for the first time yesterday. Good movie. It, it very much reminds me of that where he becomes so powerful he just like stops existing. Yeah. He Great just becomes, he exists in a sense that one could not even conceive of. Yeah. 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 Wow, that movie blew Pretty my tight. mind. It was great. Yeah, it's cool. It's like the best animated movie ever. I think they drew more like panels for that movie than like any other animated movie. It's insane. Um, yeah. I think like maybe the closest would be uh, A Thief and the Cobbler in terms of like just the amount of animation. Yeah. Yeah. The fluidity of it is just insane. Yeah. So good. Um, I'm probably like entirely wrong about that, but that's fine. I write, I don't draw. Anyway, <laughs> um, I heard it once on a forum. Uh, so, so Onaga, Onaga's waging his campaign and there's almost no one left to stop him. Sindel realizes like all the people she would have called up as her allies are fucking dead. <laughs> so, um, He's ignoring the rules of Mortal Kombat. He's decimating realms. And he makes it to Edenia and he says to Sindel, I'll give you an option. You can give up Edenia to me. Just give it up. And I will spare Katana any more pain. I won't make her undead existence as a foot soldier for me any more suffering. I'll, I'll free her. Um, and so Sindel, who still loves her daughter very much, agrees. She says, fine, imprison me, take over Edenia. I don't care. Jade, okay. who is still alive, uh, who is still a part of Edenia's royal court, manages to sneak away, free Sindel from her prison, and Sindel and Jade travel to Earthrealm and uh, Outworld and a few other realms and help band together with a small group of surviving heroes, including Liu Kang's ghost. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yep. when I think this story can't get more insane, it, it tops itself. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, the whole Liu Kang's ghost thing is because, like, when the Deadly Alliance killed him, um, Raiden, who at this point was, like, super militant, uh, turned Liu Kang's body into his own personal killing zombie, which is, like, a theme <laughs> in these games. And Liu Kang's yeah. soul was like, what do I do? I have to help my friends. My soul wow. and my body are living in twain. And so uh, that's how that's how Sindel winds up teaming up with uh, her daughter's wow. boyfriend's ghost. Incredible. Um, but together, this, this small band of, of heroes manages to defeat Onaga. Katana is restored to life and reunited with her mom. And peace and prosperity reign once more in Edenia. Is it still called New Denia or do they change the name again? It's called New New Denia. New New. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Are there, are there subgenres of new metal? Um. I think there's like, if you're counting metalcore, like if if you're like a Bay Area hardcore kid that had a DJ in your band, that's probably like new metalcore. But okay, at that point, I don't know. That's that's a part of the woods you don't want to be in. It's New Denia core. <laughs> so peace and prosperity are are occurring in New Denia core. <laughs> um, it's a it's one once again a wonderful time for Sindel. Although I'm sure at this point she's just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, man. 
and, and it, it does and it does <laughs> uh Sindel finds out that uh after 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 more and more peace a few more years of peace uh the war to end all wars begins <laughs> oh no there is an Edenian prophecy that has existed since before Sindel was even born. So, you know, at least 11,000 years ago. Love a good prophecy story. Yeah. At, like Edenia's inception, there was this prophecy, uh, sort of a contingency plan put into place by Argus, who was the god that was meant to protect Edenia. So like the Raiden of Edenia, the Shao Kahn of Edenia. Argus um, created this like underground pyramid and uh, he gave he he created two demigods so argus had two children with a human um and basically froze them in this pyramid underground i don't know why he did all this stuff but anyway it's like it's like ancient greek myth shit but he created this prophecy where he was like if the warriors of the many realms become too powerful um the pyramid will rise out of the ground my two sons these demigods will be uh brought back to life and there will be a war at the base of this pyramid where all I, I think the I think his thinking here was like one day all of the warriors in, in all the realms will become too powerful and there won't be Mortal Kombat tournaments, there's just gonna be a big war. Mm-hmm. And one person is going to get too much power and I worry that they'll become the one being. So his contingency plan was I'll I'll give birth to these two demigods, they'll be frozen until this war happens, and then when the war happens, one of them will definitely win, because as demigods they'll be more powerful than everyone else. Wow, good plan. But this was this was so long ago that he didn't know all of the other things that were going to happen. And mm. so he didn't realize, like, in this war, there are gods. There are other demigods. There are all sorts of beings. Because the world has changed a lot since Argus created this prophecy. Yeah. Anyway, f- from Sindel's perspective, she hears that there's, that there's this pyramid rising in Edenia, that two demigods are on the loose, and that everyone's rushing to this pyramid, good and evil, because whoever makes it to the top of the pyramid gets to fight a big fire being, this elemental, whose name is Blaze. <laughs> His name is what? Blaze. Blaze? <laughs> the, all, of, all of creation hinges on Blaze, the fire elemental. Why is he at the top of a pyramid? Because this is where he hangs out? Because he is there. <laughs> This is where he likes to kick it. Yeah, literally, like, this pyramid rises, and all of the Mortal Kombat characters get, like, a text that's like, yo, big pyramid in Edenia, big old fire god at the top of the pyramid. If you get up there and you kill him, you become the one being, and you become more powerful than anything. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, so all of the heroes of good rush there. All of the evil people rush there, because they want to go. Does Blaze have, like, an opinion on this? It doesn't seem like it. He's just kind of up there like, come at me. And everyone's like fighting at the bottom of this pyramid. (laughs) Yeah. And so Sindel has no choice but to join with the forces of light and go to this pyramid and try to stop, you know, Blaze. But as the prophecy foretold, um, only one person is going to survive in this war and only one person is going to kill Blaze. Um... (laughs) And so Sindel, at this war, finally dies. 
She's she is slain at this pyramid by Blaze. Um, no, by like I don't know, probably like Scorpion or like Baraka. I don't know if it's like if there's a canonical answer to who killed her there. Wow, it's wow. like a war. It's like anyone you've ever heard of at Mortal Kombat dies there oh, by wow. the hands of like another Mortal Kombat person. Um, so Sindel dies, Kitana dies, Liu Kang dies, both his zombie body and his ghost. Um, the two people who do make it to the top of the pyramid are Raiden and Shao Kahn, which makes sense if you think about the fact that they're the only two gods that were at this, at this fight. I guess so. <laughs> Shao Kahn is the one who manages to kill Blaze. And Shao I'm Kahn honestly is... honestly kind of upset that Blaze is, is dead. Blaze feels innocent to me, and I like his name, and it yeah. doesn't feel like he's uh, tried to make anybody the, his wife or tried to make anybody a zombie. I feel like Blaze is just like kicking it and shouldn't be harmed, honestly. I would do it differently. Yeah, honestly, like Blaze deserved to live. Blaze deserves (laughs) to just be up there being made of fire and hanging out. What's the problem? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I've never checked to see if this is true, but I'm pretty sure Blaze was a character that was created because in like Mortal Kombat Deception, there was like an unlockable character, I think, called Blaze, named Blaze, where they were just like, oh, we can make a character be on fire all the time. That would be cool. <laughs> and then in the next game, I think they were like, well, we need a big bad guy. Let's just make it the fire dude. And they just Ugh. like made him a way bigger character. <laughs> a mistake. Honestly, just have a guy there that can be on fire and let him leave him alone. Leave Sindel leave Blaze alone. Blaze alone. Leave Blaze alone. Leave <laughs> anyway, Sindel croaks. Shao Kahn gets up to the top of the pyramid. This fucking asshole refuses to quit. Yeah, he's alive again, by the way. It was like his clone that got killed. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of clone shit. Um, Kitana has a clone running around named Melina. Shao Kahn learned like cloning from his sorcerer, so he made a clone, and that's who the Deadly Alliance killed. And so Shao Kahn's still alive, and he kills Blaze. He's going to get the power of the one being. Raiden has like three seconds to do something to stop this from happening and so his solution is to do something that he apparently could have done at any point which is send a message back in time to his younger self wow and raiden sends that message and the message can wait can i guess what it is yep uh how old was was he like how old is his younger self Oh, Raiden's younger self? Um, I don't know how old Raiden is. Raiden's probably like a bunch thousand years old, maybe a million years old. And his younger self then would be like a million minus 20, I guess. Okay. I'm a, or a million I think minus that, like 10. I think that his message was um, stop sticking your dick between the couch cushions. Everyone uh-huh. knows that you do that and, is, and, no one, and everybody <laughs> is afraid to talk to you about it. So just stop it. younger me you must stop fucking the sofa (laughs) everyone knows and nobody likes it yeah that'd be tight is that right yeah and so he sends that message back in time and his younger self stops fucking the couch and it creates a butterfly effect that actually winds up causing Shao Kahn to never be born wow and no. Well, here's here's a question I will ask you. What if you wanted to stop Shao Kahn from being the person that makes it to the top of this pyramid? What would you say to your younger self to make sure that happened? To make sure he doesn't go up the pyramid? Easy. I would say um 
dig a moat around the pyramid is the first thing that came to mind. As so if you a moat is the one swim? thing that could stop him. <laughs> oh yeah, easy. Just dig a moat. Oh, dig it, dig a moat around that pyramid that hasn't emerged from the ground yet. <laughs> look up, look up the look up the blueprints for Edenia. Figure out where that pyramid's at, and uh, you know, just dig a moat, my man. Problem solved. <laughs> That's problem solving the Raiden way. Uh, no, he sends something equally unhelpful. He <laughs> he sends back this little phrase: "He must win." Oh. How the fuck is someone supposed to stop Shao Kahn? <laughs> or win. stop any of these events? Yeah. I think the the argument for why that was all he could say was that Shao Kahn like lifted a big old sledgehammer in the air above Raiden's head, and Raiden had like two and a half seconds. But that's the message he sends back in time. Anyway, wow. it creates a new timeline. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And uh, and in this new timeline, things go a little differently for Sindel. Just oh, a little good bit. Oh, good or bad? Um, I wouldn't say good. Anyway. Oh, dude. <laughs> so not unlike in the original timeline. Sindel's resurrected in the invasion of Earthrealm. Uh, you know, it's the same backstory for her. She you know, murder, kills herself to protect Earthrealm, dies. Katana's raised by Shao Kahn. Katana finds out the truth. Shao Kahn invades Earthrealm after botching two tournaments in a row. Um, Sindel's resurrected to help in the invasion of Earthrealm. But in a change to the lore, it is not Shang Tsung who resurrects her. It is Quan Chi. You remember the sorcerer from the Netherrealm? Yes. So Quan Chi resurrects Sindel. Okay. And, and Shao Kahn basically supercharges her. By killing Shang Tsung, sucking all of the... Shang Tsung's the kind of dude who's like constantly ripping souls, as you know from the Mortal Kombat movie. He's always eating <laughs> people's souls and saying, your yes. soul's mine. Yes. So Shang Tsung has like a billion souls inside of him. Um, That's the kind of life I want to live. Yeah. Shao Kahn like sticks a fucking boba straw in, in Shang Tsung's dome and like <laughs> sucks up all those souls and then spits them all into uh, Sindel. Wow. So in this timeline, Sindel's not just Sindel with Sindel's powers resurrected. Sindel is like the super shredder of Sindel's. She's like a, a supercharged, like Nas-powered uh, Sindel. This is this is an insane story. Yeah. <laughs> is there a comic book version of this? Oh, actually, no. But there are comics. There's a comic book that tells the backstory of Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, I think, that were written by John Tobias when he was making those games. Wow. There's a comic book for Mortal Kombat 4 that I think someone else wrote. And then there's a comic book that Malibu Comics printed that is uh, not canon, that's compl- that's even crazier than any of this. And then it there just- was a comic book that took place between Mortal Kombat 9 and 10 that was really good. The creativity of these stories makes me feel like like I could never think I could never think of shit like this to go down. I could yeah. never. No. My answer was dig a moat. 
Yeah. Soul sucking. Well, I mean, it's a good thing that there are there are writers out there who do think of these kinds of things. Soul sucking and soul spitting. He sucked up those souls and he spit them all back into his wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Dude, some Pornhub premium shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, he spits all the souls into Sindel. They do some soul swapping, and uh, Sindel uh, becomes super powerful. Cool. Um, all right. Yeah, and because she's super powerful and nigh unstoppable, events play out very, very differently from this point forward for her once the invasion begins. Uh, first things first, instead of having a nice chat with Katana, Sindel doesn't even have the time to do that because instead she fucking murders Katana, her own daughter. What? Katana, Shao Kahn finds out that Katana betrayed him Katana and all the other Earth heroes are teaming up trying to decide what to do when Sindel suddenly shows up with um, an army of cyborg ninjas. Uh, I could try to explain where those came from, but it honestly doesn't matter. Yeah, at this point, it's like just it's a thing that exists and you have to buy into the reality, right? Yeah, trust that there's a very good and and very complicated lore (laughs) reason that the cyborg ninjas exist and why they're there. But they show up with Sindel and Sindel is so powerful that she murders Katana, murders all of Earth's heroes. Um, pretty much the only person she doesn't kill is Liu Kang and like a couple of other characters you might have heard of, like Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade. Everyone else, Sindel, like she sticks her fucking heel through someone's eye. She snaps someone's neck. She like punches someone so hard their brain explodes. She kills like all of the people that in the previous timeline saved Earth. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, in a last-ditch effort to stop her, one of Earthrealm's heroes, with his dying breath, manages to kill Sindel in this in this scuffle. It's this Native American hero, Nightwolf. Um, Would we call it a scuffle? I guess scuffle's the wrong word. Slaughter? <laughs> <laughs> just a little, you know, just a little wrestling. Yeah, just a little, just a little uh, rassle, um, <laughs> a in which in which dozens of people are murdered in cold blood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sindel Sindel kills all of these characters and then dies herself. She's killed wow. by Nightwolf, and she awakens in the Nether Realm alongside Kitana and all of the people she just killed. Why? Because Quan Chi who resurrected her in the first place, is like, hey, everyone, I brokered a deal with Shao Kahn that I get to claim, in exchange for basically, like, resurrecting Sindel, I get to claim the souls of anyone he kills during this Earthrealm invasion. Uh, All of you died as a product of this invasion, and all of you are now my undead servants here in the Netherrealm. Fuck Shao Kahn, he's gonna lose but we serve a new master now and his name is Shinnok. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. So in this timeline, all of the heroes from the first timeline become undead slaves. Damn. For Shinnok, who, you know, in the previous timeline was just like a one-off. He was like, I'm going to beat the realms and got killed in like one game. Now he's got everyone under his Hard times. Hard times. And uh, I will say too, Liu Kang... Uh, who was just... Liu Kang shows up to meet up with his buddies, finds all of them dead, including Katana, the love of his life, 
and gets so upset that he picks a fight with Raiden and Raiden accidentally kills him. So even Liu Kang is an undead slave accidentally the nether realm yeah he he like tries to do a fireball as raiden tries to like stun him with some lightning and he gets like immolated and burns to death screaming yeah it's (laughs) fucked up um so quan chi and all of his undead slaves just like in the previous timeline albeit it wasn't all of these guys are serving shinnok and their plan after they waited out and watched shao khan get defeated by the survivors um is to invade earth and so this undead army of all of earth's former heroes and all of adenia's former heroes go on a campaign to resurrect shinnok and kill everyone but they get defeated um and return to the nether realm with their tails between their uh legs is that the saying yeah probably i mix metaphors on here all the time um (laughs) anyway 25 years pass (laughs) Okay. In which all of these heroes are just hanging out in the nether realm, pissed and planning their revenge. Um, and, and finally, twenty-five years on this timeline is like a couple weeks, right? Because they're all pre- yeah. Of years old. It's like so much crazy shit happens. It's like whatever to them, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I guess for like Liu Kang, that's pretty crazy because he was probably only twenty-five when he died in the first place. So at this yes. point, he's probably spent as much of his life as like the hero of, of Earth Realm as he has as like an undead slave in hell. You know, you you win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some centuries to serving <laughs> an, an, to the Satan of Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, 25 years pass. They figure out a way to resurrect Shinnok and destroy the Earth. And uh, all the while, um, the U.S. military keeps invading uh, the Netherrealm and fighting them down there to try to, like, make sure that they never come back. Hmm. Um, so just like soldiers just coming back down with like machine guns to like shoot at like skeleton horses that are being ridden by like undead zombie lizard men. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty tight. <laughs> the nether realm is sick. I love it. Um, and, uh, eventually the forces of the nether realm wage war on earth. Um, and in that war, Shinnok is f- killed once and for all. Quan Chi is beheaded and killed once and for all. Which is kind of weird in that it leaves Sindel and all of the other revenants just kind of left alone in the nether realm with no bosses. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and nothing driving them really except a desire to get revenge on Raiden because they are all pretty much like, yeah, Raiden's the reason we're down here. He sent that message back in time and it fucked up everything. So at this point, is is Sindel? Where is Sindel right now? She is she is dead. She is an undead zombie. Where where is she? Where is this in her life? She's an undead zombie in the Nether Realm. Katana's down there with her. So is Liu Kang. So okay. are like all of the Jade, all of the heroes that they've like fought against or fought with. So she's with. down there in the trenches with everybody. Yeah. Okay. But like with no master to serve. Like they were down. They were only brought down there to help bring about the resurrection of Shinnok. Mm-hmm. by Quan Chi. And now Shinnok and Quan Chi are dead. <laughs> so they're just kicking it. They're just kicking it. And so um, a new world order kind of rises in the nether realm in which Kitana and Liu Kang become the queen and king of hell. Cool. And say, hey, I guess let's just plan revenge on Raiden and on Earth Realm to, to punish him because we have nothing else to live for except hating the person who we feel like caused this sequence of events. And so it's kind of interesting in that Sindel 
Um, you know, she probably a thousand years ago at this point had hoped that one day she would live to see her daughter become the queen of Edenia and to live alongside her daughter as she rules their home realm. And instead wow. she has lived to see her daughter become the queen of hell while the two of them live as undead zombies in the nether realm. I mean, ain't that just the way? Life the throws ultimate. you curveballs. <laughs> life, life com- death comes at you fast. Uh, the ultimate irony. Yep. And so we kind of reach the end of Sindel's story here, um, where uh, basically what winds up happening is the Titan, who's in charge of time as a whole, gets really fed up with this timeline Raiden created without her permission or like consulting her and how bad the scales of good and evil have gotten and how fucked up everything is. And also I'm sure it didn't affect her opinions at all, but Shinnok was her son. Um, So she comes down to earth to try to like destroy this timeline and recruits uh, the nether realm revenants by saying like, Hey, like, do you want to help me get rid of this whole timeline? It's pretty fucked. Wouldn't you agree? And they were like, yeah, we would. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so um there's like another war but Sindel's not super involved in it and ultimately what winds up happening in the end um oh boy is it like just by virtue of uh Kronika, the titan of time even showing up um, a bunch of people from the past are brought back into the present young Liu Kang and young Katana are brought into the present they help fight in this war yada 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 Kronika succeeds in deleting this timeline, but Liu Kang and Katana wind up becoming the new masters of time. Whoa. And, yeah. Upgrade. And so right now there is no timeline. All of time is reset. And whatever happens from this point forward will be part of a new timeline created by Liu Kang and Katana, literally from the dawn of life on Earth. Um. So Sindel will hopefully get a happier ending. I would imagine her daughter will set that up for her. So she exists in other timelines and probably happier ones, right? Well, right now there's just no timeline. But presumably, (laughs) the way I see it, it's not multiple timelines. It's like one timeline that keeps looping in on itself whenever Mm. it gets changed or restarted. Um, Certain people would disagree, including the writer of Mortal Kombat 11, who's been on the show before. (laughs) But I think like this, all this stuff only makes sense if you think of it as one timeline. That said, <laughs> Sindel was added to Mortal Kombat 11, the most recent game, as a downloadable character. And there was a very controversial change that they made, like a retcon to her character. Um, if you played as her in the arcade ladder, like usually when you play as characters in arcade ladders in the game, like you get their like what if ending. Yeah. So in the old games, it would be like, what if they won the tournament? What would happen? In this game, it was like, what if they became the master of time? What would they do? Um, and so in Sindel's ending, it revealed that she actually wanted Shao Kahn to conquer Outworld or conquer Adenia way back when because she saw him as a stronger king than Jared and she just wanted more power and wanted to rule the realms. And so it kind of revealed she was like a Cersei Lannister type. Oh, um, and also revealed that she didn't kill herself. Quan Chi, who even back then was making his plans about the future, um, murdered her secretly because he worried she'd become too powerful. 
I don't love that. I mean, I guess it gives her some more agency than she has had in the past, but it also makes her a much less like heroic character for obvious reasons and kind of robs her of some of her more uh, self-sacrificial and heroic choices. It's a very controversial retcon. People don't like it. And Hmm. admittedly, you could look at it as like a what if, or you could look at it as like the new canon that was always secretly the story. Have they spoken on which it is, whether it is the new canon or if it's just a... A what if? No, I mean, I think from the game maker's perspective, it is just like, um, yeah, there's another timeline where that's true. There's a million mm. timelines. Um, yeah. I hate multiple timeline stuff just because it's like it robs the importance of like the timelines you're looking at. I oh, think. really? I love it. Yeah. I love that I think shit. It, I think it's fun to do as like a what if, but like you look at like Back to the Future, like Back to the Future doesn't work. It's not as emotionally investing if him going back in time just makes another timeline where it's like, okay, there's just two Marty McFlies in this timeline. Or like, oh, there's just like, I'll replace the Marty, but there's another timeline where I exist. And there's another timeline where like, Mm. I exist in the 50s. I get that. But have you seen Coherence? Oh, you know, I haven't. I want to. Okay, watch Coherence because that's a great multiple timeline science fiction movie. Also a great one location, like no, almost no budget. Uh, which is going to be inspiring to all of us filmmakers in the coming years. <laughs> yes, especially when I make my short, short film for your uh, ABC's project that, that you will be, you're finishing up, that I will be participating in. <laughs> Woo! Um, all right, well, that's Sindel's story. Do you have any wow. last thoughts on Sindel, Whitney? I became immediately protective of her uh, once I w- learned that she was who we're, we were going to be talking about and her story. Um, I have to say that it brought up a lot of like childhood fantasies because I feel like this is something that girls uh, got a lot of in stories was like the bad guy's going to capture you. Your mom dies you. and you become queen. Oh, right. Yeah, that was how I was. That's what I was. The bad guy captures you and he's like, oh, you can either die or you can be my wife. And so it like brought up weird feelings inside of me being like, oh, that's something that I like because of stories. And then with the additional uh, being made a zombie slave, like there's a lot in her story that is for me in a good way. I don't know what that says about me, but. Yeah, um, when you say something you like, you mean like. like I would like to be, I I would like the the fantasy of being captured and made somebody's wife and then turned into a zombie slave. Got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other thought that I had was I would like to speak to whoever is in charge of this timeline, and mm-hmm. give them a good talking to because shit is really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't like, had Kronika, to... What's your deal? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I was uh, I was also not expecting. I guess I I thought it was going to be pretty linear, but mm-hmm. it is not at all, uh, as you were saying. But it's a great story, and uh, and I, I'm excited to learn more about Mortal Kombat. Well, um, there's like 30 more episodes of the show you can listen to, many of which feature mutual friends of ours. Yes, yes, like little Stevie Zaragoza. Sweet boy, um, who did you guys cover for? For his oh, Sub Zero, you know the come uh, over here guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if he's been on the show before, if you anyway did the um, Liu Kang episode, uh, I know you know Ify. Um, yes. Anthony Carboni just did the last episode. I believe you Love know that Anthony. Boy. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a sweetie. He's a little sweetie. 
yeah, a lot of a lot of fun here at moralpodcast.podcast.com. Well, I feel very honored that you asked me to be on this because I, um, and I know that you, you asked me a while ago, but I was nervous because I don't, I think it's, it's also like being a girl in a nerd space. You are very, very afraid to go into something and not know anything about it because people are going to quiz your shit. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is a space where it was okay to not know anything. And I like that. It's even better. The less you know, the better. (laughs) People always ask if they need to know a character coming in, and I always say, no, please yeah. don't. Yeah. Good. I, I feel like, like there are a couple times when you were talking about this, I was like, is this a is this a goof and Ben wrote this, and this is like <laughs> fanfic that Ben wrote about this character? It's a big prank. Actually, nobody knows the story of Mortal Kombat, and so I just take advantage of people, and uh, it's just my chance to talk about stuff I wish would happen. Yeah. Yeah. It actually doesn't exist. <laughs> um, before we wrap things up, Whitney, there's there's one segment left on the show, and that segment oh. is called Choose Your Destiny. And wow. it is a time in which I ask you, Whitney Moore, in the world of Mortal Kombat, if you existed, who would you be? What would Blaze. you be? Would you be a human? Would you be a Blaze? <laughs> who would you side with? What would your fatality be? Who is Whitney Moore in the world of Mortal Kombat? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, off the cuff, I would say Blaze. He's he's the character that spoke to me the most. Um, but I would say giving it more thought. Um, I, was I will say ask, you can't pick a character to be. It's just like who are you like, if you existed in my, the world of Mortal yeah, Kombat? What's my Design yourself. Yeah. I would like – so I, I was going to ask you at some point, Maybe this isn't doesn't make for the most compelling storyline, but I was going to ask you if there is a dimension where people just kind of chill out. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that exist? Yeah, I guess maybe the chaos realm where nobody follows okay. rules. Rules don't exist. People oh, say, yeah. like, goodbye instead of hello and walk backwards and, like, spin their heads around just to fuck with you roads are like twirly and weird and the whole realm is like floating in a green never space i feel like i would like that realm a lot (laughs) i think so too they're constantly at war with the chaos realm or sorry with the order realm where everybody Uh, follows the rules yeah Yeah, and everyone's a cop wow fuck that one (laughs) I feel mm-hmm. like I would want to go to the chaos realm, or yeah. I like I like the the nether realm too. That one sounds really rad. Um, at, in terms of like myself as a character, I would be wearing I would uh, I would want like a ball gown. Mm-hmm. No, scratch that. A fluffy robe, but it's okay. made out of like metal shards and glass spikes, mm. and it's like really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And um, and in terms of my finisher, my finishing move. Okay, um, what do you in Mortal Kombat? Do you call it a finishing move or a special move? Fatality. Fatality. Mm. Yeah. I remember with or DC. or you could do a babality in which you turn someone into a baby, or you could do a friendship where you become friends. Wow, I like friendship. I yeah. feel like I would pick that one. Um, I I remember with talking about injustice, which is uh, the DC fighting game that I I love. Made um, by the Mortal Kombat guys. The, uh, yeah, it's so so good, but I remember mm-hmm. we couldn't we couldn't call it fatalities or special moves or like oh, yeah. it was very specific verbiage you should use. I think that I would um I would pick friendship first, but if if I had to fight, 
I would have uh, like a like a '90s boombox with uh, just really loud heavy metal that I would play, and it, people would bleed out their ears and out their eyes, and uh, a demon would burst through their chest, and then the demon would come and be my friend, and that's where the friendship comes in. And then I have like a Is bunch the- of demon friends. Is the demon like a DJ, like a new metal DJ? Absolutely the fuck not, Ben. And honestly, I'm mad that you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Tight, 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 tight. Um, I like it because usually the friendships end in like shaking hands with your opponent. But in yours, you kill the other person and become friends with a demon that you've summoned inside of their body with metal from a boombox. Correct. That's Great. my <laughs> that's my vision. <laughs> well, that's perfect though because that's like the chaos realm is all about doing the opposite of what you expect them to do. So that kind of makes sense. Ooh. Your friendship, your friendship is. I don't is know killing if you know someone. this about me, Ben, but I'm a little twisted, and I'm a Dude, little quirky. Okay. I fucking heard that you're like not like <laughs> other girls. Like you like weird stuff. <laughs> quirky. Yeah, rar. Um, is there a quirky realm? <laughs> I, I guess you could argue that the chaos realm is because the chaos realm is very much like, <laughs> bet you didn't think I'd say goodbye when I was supposed to say hello. Bet you didn't Damn, expect actually, me. Damn, actually, now that I think about it, I feel like that would be the suckiest place to be. <laughs> nah, I still think the order realm sucks more. I mean, like, look up this character, Havoc, H-A-V-I-K. He's called the chaos cleric, and he is, like, one of the most high-ranking dudes in, in the chaos realm. He's tight. Oh, he uh, looks really cool. Yeah, yeah he'd be I, my lo- I love the Chaos Realm. The Chaos Realm is dumb as hell, and that makes it the best. Yeah, I like it. All right, I'll stay. Great. I'm glad <laughs> we were able to figure it out. Whitney, thanks so much for coming on the show and for talking about Sindel and for talking about the Chaos Realm and New Metal. Yay. Thank you for having me, Ben. This was so fun. It was a pledge. Um, and if people want more Whitney Moore in their lives, because of course they do, where can they find that? Um, well, five days a week I'm on uh, DC Universe, the DC uh, platform, and I'm just talking about comic books and cartoons, and that's real fun. Um, you, they can find me sometimes on the Sci-Fi channel, but the best place uh, for finding out what I'm doing is probably my Twitter, uh, which is at TweetMeMore. Because I have not changed it from when did Twitter start existing? Like a decade ago? Um, I think like 11 or 12 years ago. And if you change your username, you lose your uh, your verification badge. So you, you Is that true? Tw- mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I uh, made a pun choice and I'm stuck with it. So <laughs> that's, that's you now. <laughs> that's me now. Um, yeah, I usually that's post cool. what I'm, the stuff that I'm doing up on there. And uh, I do have a podcast as well. It's called Deliver Us from Disney. It's real fun. My friend Ani Baker was raised in a fundamentalist Christian household and was not allowed to watch Disney growing up. So we go back and we watch um, the Disney movies and we rate how satanic they really are. Spoiler, they're pretty satanic when you what was the most look at it satanic? through her mom's eyes. What? Which is the most satanic one? Ooh, good question. Hang on. Let me, let me look at it. Is it Black Cauldron? We haven't done Black Cauldron yet because I, um, I watched it for the first time when they first did Deliver Us from Disney, and I'm waiting for the right time. I think, um, hmm, Robin Hood was pretty up there. Uh, oh, yeah. because Furry that's movie. breaking the law. Tom and Huck was pr- pretty deeply satanic. Um, oh, yeah. Nightmare that's Before Christmas one. was definitely, I think, the most one that we've done so right. far. But, I mean, yeah. 
That whole movie is about like spitting in God's face. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Defying the rules. Yeah. Being playing God. It's got it. It's got all the elements. <laughs> um, yeah, we have Tight. a lot of fun on it, and uh, check it out, everybody. Hell yeah! <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Whitney. Thank you, listeners. And as always, finish him.